Welcome to Newborn News, a podcast where we discuss educational topics for medical professionals who care for newborns. I'm your host, Dr. Nita Goley, a pediatrician in the UT Southwestern Newborn Nursery. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing undescended testicles. We are recording remotely due to the ongoing COVID pandemic. We are joined today by Dr. Yvonne Chan, Assistant Professor of Pediatric Urology at UT Southwestern. Hello. Hi, Dr. Chan. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, everybody. Thanks for the opportunity. So when we're examining a term or late preterm infant in the nursery, we typically expect to be able to feel their testicles in the scrotum on the physical exam. However, this is not always the case. Today, we will discuss the management of neonatal undescended testicles, also known as cryptorchidism. Dr. Chan, to start, please can you remind us of the natural trajectory of the testicles during gestation? Of course. Um, so the testicles and development begin in the abdomen, um, in the lumbo, lumbar region. And during development, the gubernaculum will guide the testicle down the inguinal canal into the scrotum. Um, but sometimes this does not always occur. So um, the testicle can be found anywhere along this trajectory, including intra-abdominal, within the inguinal canal, um, in the upper scrotum. scrotum. Um, sometimes we have, may have ectopic testes as well, um, where the gubernaculum is attached um, aberrantly, and you can find the testicle outside the scrotum or even in the perineal region. If we are not able to feel a testicle on our newborn physical exam, what maneuvers can you recommend to make the exam more productive? Um, sometimes if it's a very challenging exam, I would put some lubricant on the inguinal region um, and sweep down from the uh, anterior biases down into the, um, down towards the groin. And if it is an test testes with the, with the lubricant, you can kind of feel the testicle, um, um, kind of, you'll feel it under your hands. It'll feel like a, it's kind of a little bit hard to describe, but like a, you'll feel like a, um, you feel like the testicle um, jump under your hands with some lubricant in place. So some, some lubricant over the skin may be, may be helpful for um, the exam. And then how can we tell the difference between a retractile versus a true undescended testicle? So typically retractile testicles, um, based on history, parents will say that the testes were descended at, at birth. Um, and um, with their, when they're changing their diapers and or during baths, when the child is completely relaxed, they'll see the scrotum. will still see the testicle in the scrotum. Um, so that will differentiate it um, from an undescended testicle, where you typically don't see the testicle in the scrotum. Um, on exam, what you can do is you, if you feel the testicle and they're able to bring it down in the scrotum, you hold it there and you let go. They should remain in place, um, as opposed to undescended testicle, which will typically pop back up into the. Um, into the inguinal canal. If we have a testicle which we found to be retractile but not undescended, what is the outcome or prognosis for those testicles? Um, so retractile testes are normal variants. Um, so the prognosis would be when there is no bad prognosis. The only um, thing that we would like to watch out for is um, instance of testicular ascent. And because mainly because if, to, if it is, there is testicular ascent, um, we would like to make sure that the testicle is in a proper position for 
the child to be able to perform testicular self-examinations for cancer screening as they reach puberty. Do retractile testes typically descend with time, age, and puberty? So retractile testicles are descended. Um, it's just that um, they have very strong cremasteric reflexes um, that pull them up um, during examinations when the child is scared or it's cold. So um, for a young child who comes into the examination room and is very nervous, sometimes if you do a general urinary exam, you may actually see the testicles go up and down. Okay. Um, but, this, but when they're completely relaxed um, at home and or during baths, they are down. So um, it's something that we we will see we will see in clinic for referral for consent for indecent testes, but retractile testes um, or a normal variant. And then, what is the management of a unilateral undescended testicle? Mm-hmm. So, management of um, a unilateral undescended testicle, we would recommend um, orchiopexy. Um, and depending on whether it's a palpable versus a non-palpable testes, um, the surgery will vary. Um, in cases of a palpable testicle, we would recommend an open um, orchiopexy, and they would generally have an incision in the inguinal region and in the scrotum. Um, for older kids where the testicle can be brought down into the scrotum, some surgeons may elect to go for a scrotal approach. Um, for younger kids, there is typically an associated hernia um, with the endocinate testes, so an inguinal approach would be preferred, um, and the hernia will be, um, will be fixed at the same time. Uh, for cases of non-palpable testes, we recommend a um, diagnostic laparoscopy where we take a camera um, and look inside the abdomen to see if it's an intra-abdominal testis. If it is an intra-abdominal testis which looks viable, uh, the decision then will be made um, to whether bring it down in one versus two stages. And the reason for that is because in certain cases, the testicular artery is very short um, and it, it limits the ability to bring down the testis. Um, and this, in these cases, we would perform um, a procedure called Fowler-Stevens um, orchiopexy where we actually divide the testicular artery and and vein, but leaves the vas deferens and the artery of the vas intact. Then we wait six months to allow collateral um, vasculature to develop, and then come back in and bring the testicle down um, into the scrotum during the second stage. In certain cases, if the artery looks and the vasculature look amenable to be able to bring it down in one stage uh, without division of the vasculature, then we may like to do that. So it kind of depends on how, how things look. So if we are, as pediatricians, taking care of a baby with an undescended testicle, at what mm-hmm. age would we be recommend to refer to you all, urology, for further management if it hasn't descended yet? Yeah. So if there, if you, if the testicle remains undescended by six months, um, I would refer to urology. Uh, we typically recommend um, intervention between six to eighteen months of age. What is the risk if the testicle were to remain? undescended. Mm-hmm. So the reason for performing surgery is that um, there are some studies that um, indicate that there is a slight, slightly increased risk of testicular cancer in undescended testes. So that's one reason. Um, but the other reason is also because if the testes remains undescended, when the child reaches puberty, it's very hard for them to perform um, self-testicular exams for screening for testicular cancer. So we also like to bring the testicle down for that purpose. Um, for 
cases uh, mostly for bilateral and descendant testes, there are concerns regarding fertility. Um, so we would like to bring the testicle down for that reason as well. What is the recommended evaluation of bilateral undescended testicles? So evaluation for bilateral undescended testicles will be dependent on whether um, the testes are palpable or non-palpable. Um, evaluation of bilateral palpable testes um, will be the same for um, for unilateral um, palpable testes, um, which referral to urology by six months of age for consideration of orchiopexy if they have not descended uh, would be um, what's recommended. In cases of bilateral non-palpable testes, though, uh, we would recommend obtaining a karyotype um, to make sure that the patient doesn't actually have um, congenital adrenal hyperplasia with severe virilization. So in these cases in which um, bilateral testes are non-palpable um, or in cases of unilateral undescended testes with events of hypospadias, um, karyotyping um, to, to, confirm, um, to confirm the karyotype would be recommended. Um, that would be the first step. Um, and if it's confirmed that the child is uh, 46XY, then we would uh, further evaluate whether these are intra-abdominal testes versus um, uh, a rare case of anorchia. And in those cases, we would recommend getting hormonal testing, including FSH, LH, uh, testosterone, uh, inhibit B, um, as well as uh, malarian inhibiting substance. Um, to further evaluate their, home, their hormonal profile. And um, if there is a case of um, disorders of sex development, then you can consider getting um, pelvic ultrasounds to look for gonads. And obviously referral. Um, with the, if it is a, if in cases of DSD, you would recommend um, both pediatric urology as well as endocrinology consult uh, for further evaluation. And then would you ever recommend an ultrasound in the nursery? Do you mean in cases of bilateral non-palpable testes? Yes. Okay. Um, we don't typically recommend ultrasounds in cases for retractile or um, unilateral undescended testes because um, management will be dependent on exam rather than ultrasound. Um, in cases of bilateral undescended testes that are non-palpable and there is concern for disorders of sexual development, then consideration can be given to obtaining a pelvic ultrasound to look for gonads. What else do you think is important to talk about that we didn't talk about? Um, I think one thing I would mention if, this, if the audience is taking care of older kids with more instances of retractile testes, um, uh, there is a risk of testicular ascent. Um, so we can talk a little bit about that if, if that's appropriate. Um, sure. Depending on your audience, yeah. So in some children who come in um, with retractile testes, we do recommend yearly um, general urinary ex exams to ensure that the testicles remain in the scrotum. Um, the reason for that is that there is a risk for testicular ascent in this population. And if that does occur, uh, we, do, we would like to see them um, because uh, orchiopexia will be indicated for these kids. Um, and so for all of the children that I see with retractile testes, I, um, depending on how challenging the exam is, sometimes I would follow them or I would ask that the pediatrician um, perform the early exams. Um, and also would just forewarn parents that if they did notice that the testicle remains mostly in the high scrotum or, in, or uh, remains up even when they're completely relaxed um, at home, um, then they should be evaluated. Okay.
To end the episode today, do you have any advice for our listeners while they care for newborns? Um, in terms of undefended testes, they think that if the child is premature, then there are higher incidences of these, and uh, we typically would recommend giving them until about six months of age um, to to allow them to defend, but we are happy to see them um, if there are any concerns. Um, and a lot of times, I think just different tricks with the exam, um, keeping the child calm and sometimes uh, using a lubricant um, on the skin will help with the exam. Okay. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Chan. Thank you for the opportunity. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Newborn News. We hope you join us next time. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. If you have questions, comments, feedback, or suggestions for future episodes, please email me at newbornnews at utsouthwestern.edu. As a reminder, this content is educational and is not meant to be used as medical advice. Views or opinions expressed in this podcast are those of myself and my guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of the university.